Oh, this is a pretty nice space bar. Yeah, it's got a nice ambience to it. Yeah, there's some people. Um, let's go, I guess, get a drink. Hey, bartender. Give me a old-fashioned, eh? Drink's coming right up. Jacob, you know you don't have to... You don't have to actually order your drinks in the bartender's native accent. Hey. Thanks. Thanks, bar. Keep. You think we still use coins in space? Yeah, it's kind of weird that this space bar still uses coins, but... Hey, wait a minute. Do you see... Is that guy in the corner using a... Does he have a switch? Oh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, let's let's go chat. Let's let's go see what he's what he's playing. Uh, hey, how how you doing, bud? Oh. Hey, uh, how are you guys? Good. Is that a is that a Nintendo Switch? Yeah, not many people here recognize it. Do you, do you guys have one too? Yeah, that that's so weird. Yeah, we actually we do. We both have. Our own switch here. Sorry. Um, my name's uh, uh, Junior Researcher Nick Blackley, and I'm Jacob Smith. Oh, well, I'm Town Resident Joven Azadi. Uh, you guys want to sit down? I'm waiting for some friends, but we can hang out till they get here. Yeah. Um, what game? What game are you playing there? So, uh, right now I'm playing this game. It's called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Have you guys heard of it? What? <laughs> what? No way. We we have been playing the same. We literally yesterday we're playing the same game when our sh- stupid ship broke down, and our the big uh, unit. Yeah, our ship's called the big unit. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're we're here because uh, our other friend um, Mitchell he's taken the ship in uh, to get fixed. I think uh, a combobulator needs to be recombobulated or something. Oh, but... it got discombobulated. I yeah. Did yeah. you guys, did you know you guys how... take it down to Carry or Frazzle Fart? We took it to Frazzle Fart. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, that's good. He's a better mechanic. That's good. Oh, he's the better... Okay, good. I was a little worried with a name like Frazzle Fart, but, you know, if the if the local townsperson recommends it, then... Oh, no. Know, I have Carrie to... is a total scam. He'll just upcharge you... Uh, the most useless, unnecessary thing. Frazzle Park's good, man. <laughs> good, good. Um, so yeah, um, so I really liked the game. Um, but, uh, so I, I have to, you know, be perfectly honest with you. We're talking about something that, or we're talking about a game, and technically as a researcher I am obligated by, uh, the, uh, the Big Space Corp to record all conversations about the game. Are you, are you okay with that? Uh, Sure, you can record me, but you can't use my likeness in any of your promotional material. Uh, yeah, I won't. I will. Is that okay? <laughs> well, you, you're just saying for him to not use it, right? Right. Junior researchers, it's a personal thing. You didn't say you were a junior researcher, so I have no reason to assume it's fine <laughs> if you use it. Okay. Well, now that we're past that... Uh, and I'm definitely not going to use your likeness. We can. You have a um, great likeness, by the way. Oh, yeah, that that was so sweet and really, really quite honest. So I just love how your hair really just goes all the way down to your legs, past your legs even. 
It's yep. Uh, I'm about four inches away from the ground at this point, so it's uh, it's an exciting time to be me and my likeness. Incredible, incredible. So um, the crypt of the necro dancer, which we've all been playing apparently, which is really an amazing coincidence. Um, for our our as we're required to say in all of our recordings, um, this is a uh, it's what we would call a rogue like game. Um, which and a rhythm means, game. Yes, so it's both. Um, it is so you know a roguelike game where you you have to you have like a one life essentially, um, and every time you die, you start the game completely over from the beginning, kind of. Oh, so roguelikes, huh? Yes, so like a rogue, <laughs> like the game <laughs> Rogue. Um, and uh let's see what else do you do so you pick up items like the basic gameplay is that it's a rhythm game like jacob said so when you uh uh the whole game is synced up to music meaning so there's the soundtrack right but normally the soundtrack is a background element in this game it is a key gameplay element so every time there's a beat you are able to take one action um and you have to take the action on in time with the beat um so for example when you're moving around in the world you can move one tile every time there's a beat and only one tile when there's a beat um if you don't move then you incur uh, a slight penalty so you lose like a, a streak if you if you're moving on the beat over and over and over you start to get a streak um there's also enemies so there's a lot of spooky kind of guys like skeletons and bats. you scared me there <laughs> yeah i know oh. it's that creepy thing inside of all i guess you guys aren't uh releasing this in china huh yeah nope. definitely <laughs> the uh the the big big planet of china Probably not because you know everyone there. They're just hor- horrified by skeletons. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have skeletons. I don't so. know if, China, if skeletons exist in China. Yeah, maybe not. Um, you know that might be a topic for further research uh, by the Big Space Corp. But for now, the skeletons are in the game. So in like fashionably or like. Like, oh, like, skeletons are so in right now. I think they're fashionably in. Um, I mean, it is October. It is, it is, yeah. The year? (laughs) The year October. (laughs) 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 Yeah, how did you know that on the planet we're on, which is... Yeah? (laughs) I'm sorry, I just something in my throat. Puzzle nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, can you say that again? I'm not sure I can. <laughs> oh my god. Puzzle. <laughs> Puzzle nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I can really taste the October fuzzle nuts in my mouth, so... Yeah. Oh, my God. That's how I could tell. Yeah, so how did you know that on um, on our planet, Puzzle Nuts, we have 
uh, 12 month cycle years. And currently we're in the month year cycle of October. Yeah. Yeah. That's really astounding that you did know that, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very well read on Fuzzle Nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> how did we... <laughs> All right, let's talk about the world of uh, um, the Dancer. I think the aesthetic yeah. is really solid in this game. It I is. The, it's art the, art is cohesive. the art style is awesome. I think and the it's... thing, I want to get into like the sprites of the enemies a little bit because mm-hmm. this is whole yeah. game is just learning enemy patterns and like how to react to them. It's like a solved game, right? Like there's like a flow chart for the most part of like how to handle any given situation. Yeah. And like, it... so some enemies will like move one tile and then attack or move and attack every, every tick or every beat. And then there's like bigger enemies that move more slowly. So once you learn their patterns, you basically learn how to position yourself and like fight back um, while they're moving around. And in the beginning, it is so brutal. It is like such a hard game. When you're first learning yeah. it, it's definitely a game that's very punishing as yeah. you don't really know what happens because everyone just moves on the beat. And so you just kind of see yourself get hit. And, you're like, and it feels, it's happened? like overwhelming almost because it's like mm-hmm. you can't, if you take a break, the game really punishes you in the form of yeah. ruining your combo which is what determines how much money you get and you need money because there's a shop on each floor and it has basically what are essential upgrades that are random but over the course of the game you need to get like a crap ton of them to even have a chance yeah so um the game also has a bunch of uh characters you can play at that kind of slightly change your your um your gameplay experience mm-hmm. um and there's like one in particular, um, the Bard, where he kind of changes the game in a really significant way, um, where typically you have to move on the beat. Um, but with the Bard, you can move whenever you want, and then the beat will progress on kind of your time. That was super, super crucial for me to, for me to learn how the game worked. Yeah, it's kind of like a tutorial character, really. Yeah, it really it. feels like a tutorial character, except it's not the first one that's like unlocked, which well, is weird. And I'll say, I never played as Bard because I felt like I wasn't playing the game Crypt of the Necro Dancer when I played that character. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just. It's a good way to learn the enemy patterns, but it doesn't really teach you overall strategy on like the micro scale, at least, right? Like yeah, the interactions yeah. are like, it's all about doing it quickly, right? In real time. Yeah. But until and so we... I was actually uh, wrong. It is the bard is unlocked by default, oh, so you gotcha. could actually just immediately go into the game and play as bard. Right. See, I'll be honest. I have played this game a bunch, but I only really played it as Cadence, uh, the main character. The main character being Cadence. Uh, I think there's a corollary to Cadence if you do co-op. Uh, I forget her name, but I think Melody maybe. Melody, yeah. Cadence and Melody, they're both. They don't have any special abilities, but they're the starting characters along with the bard. And mm-hmm. oh no, there's one called Coral, who's identical called a Cadence. If oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Coral. Melody's like interesting because she has the golden loot, which is a whole thing on its own. Instead of attacking in a straight line in front of her, um, which is the default for most characters, uh, she attacks in an area around her. It's also worth talking about the weapons themselves in the game. Like, as you play, you you pick up a bunch of different weapons, and they have different... Basically, all the modifier in, like, an attack style, right? So it's either, like, there's a blood-type modifier that makes it so you heal every 10 kills, and -hmm. then there's ones that have, you know, damage bonuses, like, just, like, steel is, like, plus 2 damage, I think, or something like that. 
Uh, yeah. Different metal. <laughs> <laughs> Aluminium. Um, um, there's also different types of weapons. So you start off with a dagger, which um, literally just attacks the space in front of you. Well, not in front of you, but in the direction that you're moving. Just the directly the adjacent one tile. One. Yeah. yeah, the one tile. And then there's other ones like rapiers that um, allow you to lunge and attack an enemy that's, uh, you know, two spaces in front of you. Or there's like a hammer that it it hits like a three by three area in front of you. The hammer is um, ridiculous, by the way. Which is obscene. The hammer is an obscenely good weapon. Felt like I was um, cheating and, when I got it. Yeah, right. Um, the uh, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of different kind of patterns for your attack. There's that, the broadsword, uh, which attacks whip, the, bow, counter nine tails, crossbow. Another type of bow. It's insane yeah. how many there are, and the cool thing is that each one kind of changes your play style, so it makes the yeah. run feel different. And there are some that yeah. I'm like really uncomfortable with using because they feel so weird. Because mm-hmm. they effectively change your movement because of like their range and like the area they affect. Because if an en- if you hit an enemy, it doesn't typically make you move forward when you're hitting the enemy. So like it can really throw off your patterns if you're expecting to move and then you don't. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. The cat of nine tails, which moves you and attacks in the same turn. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. I think my that favorite might be the rapier. The rapier is really solid because it does double damage on the second tile in front of you, right, and one on the first. I think it's like a really interesting mechanic. Mm. Right. Maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember. Yeah, I I think I prefer um, the weapons that just give me more range. Um, so like the long sword. Uh, which just gives it's it's the exact same as the dagger. It just allows me to poke people from two squares um, because that's like I it allows me to kind of have an expectation of what is going to happen. It's like really really quite simple. Like I it's just directly in front of me, but it gives me a little bit of breathing room so that I'm not in as mm-hmm. much danger. And I, I saw some people talking about this game online somewhere on the research web, and. A lot of people seem to like the the whip item a lot, which I personally don't really like because it feels weird to attack things that are like two tiles to your left or two mm-hmm. tiles to your right. But well, if you think it's about more it, than just two tiles, it's like two tiles to your right and one up, they can attack. Right, so like which, a, yeah. it attacks like a knight in chess. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool, but it, it's really good if you have the right mindset because the range on it is crazy, and you don't have to be moving at the enemy; you can be moving next to it and still hit them. So people like. If you practice using that weapon a lot, you can get really good with it. And, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty uh, high on the tier list, I would My say. Yeah. Favorite weapons were always uh, broadsword because I could attack diagonally, and whip because I could attack from, like, you know, two or three squares away. Mm-hmm. Those are always my favorite ones. Although it really does mess you up sometimes if you think you're going to attack with a whip and it's not where they are, <laughs> and you waste a turn because you didn't actually attack anything. Yeah. It yeah, it's just the the whole pacing of of how I move is just so radically changed by those those patterns. Um, which it's it's tough just because it's hard to even anticipate the enemy's movement at all, right? So like each enemy, um, so like a skeleton moves in a very specific way. Uh, bats move in I think randomly, um, but every other enemy in the game has a pattern um so they'll you know you want to approach them at a specific time um like there's mushrooms for example the mushrooms every i think two or three beats they they have an aoe attack 
So you have to kill them in between those attacks in order to avoid damage. And there's a lot of other similar ones that um, have to do with like movement. Um, there are slimes that move uh, that bounce between four squares repeatedly, mm -hmm. so you have to kind of find the ones that bounce between. There are yeah. the, the harpies, I think, that jump two squares every other turn, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the knights, I don't know if they're knights, but the guys with the rapiers in the fourth zone that they can Downstairs. launch towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to kind of bait them in, bounce back, and th I think that kind of movement and that kind of uh, interplay between you and the enemies is one of my favorite parts about the game. That it feels like For a sure. dance at some point, at some point where you're moving in and around and interweaving, and like when you get it right and you like don't get hit and you kill like five enemies on the screen, it feels like you feel like a god. It feels great. Yeah, it oh, does. Yeah. Especially when you basically like my goal whenever I play the game is get as much damage as I can, whether well, that's mm -hmm. like through weapons or like through like some damage items, which we didn't really talk about yet, but you can pick up items as you go too. Because um, the faster you kill things, like the less at risk you are of just taking damage. It's kind of like any roguelike. When I usually play them, I go for just you know all damage stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I was reading an article about this page, and apparently the game was designed with dance mats in mind. Yeah, you can play with a dance mat. Which I never thought about, but that makes so much sense because it's first of all it's a rhythm game, but like the game is designed wow. so that you only have to use four buttons to play it. Everything Down. you do can be done with four buttons and their combinations, right? So like down, for instance, left, place is a bomb, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You move with up, down, left, and right individually, and then you can do combinations like left, right, up, down to do different things like use spells, uh, activate items and all that stuff. Um, so I'm trying to imagine like playing this game on a dance mat. It sounds very difficult. It sounds so fun. Because the game is already pretty difficult. I'm sure it'd be interesting to try though. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely going on the bucket list. We'll have to we'll have to look in the game space. We see if we can't find a a, a, a mat floating around in there. Mm. But uh, um, yeah, that that would have been physical, like literal dancing. Yeah, literal incredible. Dancing incredible um i actually had a question um for you guys did you i mean we already kind of talked about this but did you guys actually have a favorite character mm, let me think i think i my i like like jovan also mostly played just cadence for mm -hmm. the most part because the mm -hmm. levels are like the game's so hard on its own like i mm -hmm. i tried like other characters like eli who has the bombs and like who else uh some other people but they're just very difficult like oh yeah the game is definitely a hardcore, a game appealing to hardcore players more than anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so I had, uh, my favorite character was the monk, actually. Um, and so the monk has sworn off money, um, and, you know, relinquished all worldly, all worldly possessions except for, um, his robe which he wears with a nice gold belt. And so he, when you kill an enemy, they drop gold. But with the monk, if you then step on that gold, you die instantly because, you know, you've forsaken your monk monkliness. So that was always my favorite. I had no way of acquiring gold, but it meant that items in the shop were free. Um, Do you think he and kills for, himself? You know what? I... I actually think the answer is yes. I don't think that he's like allergic to the gold. I think he literally just like Karate sees that he's his own neck as soon as he touches yeah. the gold piece. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, 
So that was my favorite. Um, it was always kind of a challenge, but it's similar to learning the patterns of all of the enemies. Once you've learned kind of how you're going to dance with them, you just kind of throw in like, okay, once I kill them, I never then move onto that spot again. And it's just, it kind of becomes automatic. How does that work um, if you have like a rapier or like a lunge item? Does it kill you? Um, If you uh lunge incorrectly it can kill you because yes. a lot of items like there's there's an item i really like but it's like plus one damage and you lunge on kill right so you move to the tile that the, that the enemy was just on so in theory if they just dropped coins and you lunge onto it i think it would just kill you instantly yeah. you know i'm not exactly sure how that interaction works but it's i seem to recall that like you always had to space properly with lunging items so that you would have one space in between you and the enemy so you wouldn't just die instantly. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I always liked that just because I was able to get one free item every every uh, um, floor. And then I also... The game has a score system where, you know, the way that the monk works is that at the end of every level, all of the gold that's on the floor gets added to your score um wait what is this score i'm confused by that so it's just literally a point value oh i don't even pay attention to that yeah so a lot of roguelikes tend to have scores um cadence is the same way so like that's another reason you want to keep your streak up is to increase your score um and so like with the monk i don't care about score at all i i just care about trying to beat the game because i it's it's a hard game yeah so for a lot of times when you're playing like cadence or something like that where you have to buy your items you would end up stopping or you couldn't stop rather you could not stop because you would break your streak and so you would end up taking damage or or like making a move just out frantically but with the monk i would literally just stand there until i have an opening to strike on an enemy oh, because I, see. I don't care about my streak yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense that's tough though cuz it kind of nerfs obsidian weapons right cuz obsidian scales with your streak Yes, right. so that's the one time where you would probably want to keep your streak as every character. Right? Well, you still can keep your multiplier as monk. It's just that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying like you couldn't use that strategy of standing still because right. it would if you had obsidian weapon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, to be honest, though, like streaks aren't that hard to build. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kill a couple enemies, which isn't too hard. It's usually in the in the frantic moments where there's a lot of enemies that it kind of becomes. Uh, uh, favorable to stop so so what does it say about the game that all of us who have played it a fair amount barely played other classes is it good because it's there for the hardcore crowd so it's like when people are done playing what they want they can try other classes but it seems like these characters significantly changed the pace of the game in a way that at least for jacob and i we weren't really that interested in it yeah it's interesting i have about i have 30 hours played which isn't as far as like roguelikes go, I often put a lot of time into them, and so that's a pretty significant amount of time, but not like absurdly much. So I think it's it's like I just never reached the point where the game was so like solved as cadence that like I felt like I needed another challenge, right? Like the challenge, yeah. I, I never yeah, surpassed that level. Yeah. Whereas in other games like Isaac, like um, I got so good at that game that like any other anytime I was playing like an easy character, it was like too easy to the point where like it wasn't really enjoyable almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so extension question for you then so do you think when you were at 30 hours in isaac you were still using only the base character do you think it's a no hours i don't think thing, so or it's just a it's not a great comparison though because the characters in isaac are much more similar like and that's what i mean no right? you know what i actually 
I think that the characters in Isaac do change the game, but I feel like there are certain ones that make the game easier. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's the case in in um uh Crypt. Well, I think Bard is the um, exception, right? Bard is the exception. I think that Bard exists because they realize the game is really hard, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think the Bard makes it a little bit more accessible to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, every other character is like a challenge. They right? all have like, like hard set things you cannot get around, right? Like yeah. Eli, mm-hmm. like you cannot get around the fact that he has to use bombs, right? Yeah. Um, or like they have like, you know, instant death. Whereas in Isaac, like m- most of the characters you can if you get good items you'll be fine right but like mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's not the case in this isaac game isaac and that when you get good items the characters kind of look the same you get items that yes. boost your double attack and you know split attack and you got like i don't know bubbles flying around you none of that applies to your character but yeah outside like the few like late game like secret characters right that are like much more difficult mm-hmm. but for the there's like I, I don't know how many characters are there's probably like 10 that have like a pretty similar play style other than like stats for the most part you know you know i think that maybe what it is is that like you could even just say like okay cadence default you start with a dagger you could have a completely other character that just starts with an axe and like that would vary the game up enough for me that it could just be another character i would probably it would be another start one. every time with the axe character in my opinion it would just be better though yeah it would be better but i think my point is that like you know just the basic items that you run into every single run drastically change the game enough to where i feel like i have to learn how to play the game with each different weapon that's true if you like had someone who started with a whip right you could like just play them to practice using the whip because you're guaranteed to Mm -hmm. use it for a while even if you give it up later on Mm -hmm. um yeah that's an interesting idea yeah i think it's cool that they have characters that are so unique that we're almost like afraid to play them because we we're not good enough at the game to just dive into them um yeah but also a little maybe something to think about like yeah like i don't know if i really experienced the whole game since i didn't play the other character yeah i i did try them but it's yeah it's just a lot of uh commitment um i will say though that i think that this is a good game uh or rather i think that the game makes it very easy to play it a lot because for one thing like the soundtrack is so so good um and i was like kind of asking myself uh i was like what if the soundtrack for this game sucked like (laughs) we wouldn't be talking about it we wouldn't be talking yeah we literally it would just be non-negotiable like the soundtrack is unbelievably good yeah shout out danny baronowski baronowski the composer yeah so like phenomenal job um like the music is it's really well uh the cadence is really good um like it's really obvious when those beats are even though that there even though there's a beat indicator on the bottom of the screen i never use it never he also did binding of isaac and cave story 3d music and super meat boy music Wow. He has a thing for guy... indie roguelikes, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and these are all games that have incredible music, so he's clearly very talented. Also, he did Cadence yeah. of Hyrule. Yeah, um, wow. So. The, the, the part of it is that, and I can't speak as much to the soundtracks of other games, but the soundtrack of this game is really good, and I like listening to it, but it also fits the aesthetic of the game really well. Like, yes. Yeah. It's like 
at times it has this like singing operatic man and it's like the, you run into the shopkeeper's <laughs> shop and suddenly it's way louder and you're like oh my god this is him singing right here and like that's just so yeah and you can hear him fun. before you even see the shop which is funny yeah. so you're like oh the shop's nearby because i hear this like Whoa! like in the background you know mm-hmm. it's funny because yeah. i have i have this whole soundtrack on a massive playlist of video game music that i listen to at work and like when a song comes on it's always like it like grabs my attention more than like other music that's video game music because usually it, it's meant to be background music, right? But like, um, these songs are all very, I don't know, and on aggressive. That, <laughs> but they're also just core to the game, right? Like when the song ends, your work on that floor is done. You a trap door opens below you and you go to the next floor. Mm-hmm. So like, you get stressed yeah. out when you get cl- when you know it's close to the end of the song. You're like, oh crap, can I make it back to the shop and buy that last thing? Am I gonna be able to make it to that? You know, it's a timer and, and a metronome for like your play style. It's pretty, pretty. Yeah, strong. yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I am usually pretty good at like you know tr- able to track my way through a song and know kind of loosely how much more time is left in it. So yeah, I mean, having a timer built into the game is super, super convenient. Yeah, when I was playing the game a lot, I knew each part of the song, and I'd be like, oh, I better hurry mm-hmm. up, like, this is halfway through the song or whatever, right? So. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually, it's like, you know, you can, you're able to kind of look at the mini-map and be like, oh, well, I have to get across the map to get to the store, uh, you know, like, oh, do I have enough time? And you just kind of listen to the song, and you're like, oh, yeah, actually, I do have enough time, so that's really cool. Um, I think that this also really works well with the sprites of the game, which, um, Jacob, I know you were really really jazzed about um the sprites are so good at uh telegraphing the movement yeah um of the of the enemy sprite so like not only can you you have to like kind of piece together this like super clear beats from the song and you also have to look at the enemy and know exactly when they're moving and combine those two in your brain and it's really difficult to do, but because they're both done so well, I think it's possible. Also, all the enemies are dancing, which just adds this element of, like, funness yeah. to it that I think... It is very fun. Crypt does really well. It's got this element of, like, jazzy, groovy fun to it. And it's evident from the music to the art to, like, the gameplay. Yeah. We didn't even mention how there's different floors, right? So there's each... Each zone... There's different oh, yeah. zones, and then each, each zone there's, like, a floor, I think they're called? So there's there's three floors per zone, and there's four zones, five of the DLC. Each mm-hmm. zone has its own enemies, right? So like, yes. Sometimes they take back older enemies and like make them you know more difficult, depending like this basic skeleton enemy. Like you'll find that throughout the game. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I remember like I'd get to a new area, and it would take me like a solid like I don't know like ten runs to even like get a basic understanding of how the new enemies worked and like moved and stuff like that yeah and then the beats would change pace based on the song of each zone so like yeah and it generally as as the game goes on so you get to from zone one to four um the music gets faster and faster so you have less time to think about what you're doing yeah and on, on that note, i'm gonna bring up one of the gripes i have with the game um yeah. is that i play you can do all zone runs which means start from zone one and go to the end of the game or you can do just any single zone and I like doing all zone runs because then you can like, you know, actually, you know, see yourself progress and beat the boss at the end. But it's kind of frustrating that to do that, I have to sit through what is a slower and uh, more 
frustrating first level after I've done it 20 mm-hmm. times because literally the beat is slower and I yeah. cannot yeah. move faster across the level and stuck moving at like 120 BPM. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that because on the first and maybe, you know, sometimes even the second zone, um there are traps on the ground that you can press on and there's one that will speed up the the cadence of the song and whenever I come across that trap, I always press it because I'm just like so bored <laughs> every time. I yeah. wish there was a yeah. way to just start from like zone 3 with a little more items or something. And maybe there is and I just mm-hmm. don't know about it, but like I would play that more because the zone 1 enemies pretty much never hit me. The zone two enemies, I've pretty much got figured out. Zone three and four, I still, you know, trip up on. Yeah, three I'd and four just where things those. get, yeah. shit gets pretty real there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where I think repeatability suffers a little, but not a deal breaker, obviously. The, the, yeah, the other thing that I uh, find a little frustrating um, is that if you play each zone individually, you have more health than if you do an all-zone run. For uh, an all-zone run, you start with three hearts, and for a each zone, uh, you get five or six? Yeah, when Is I was doing right? zone four, I think I was starting with five or six. I, I yeah. can't remember exactly which one. Yeah. So you have, you have almost twice as much health, and that just completely changes how the game's played. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to get through every single zone with less health than you have to get through just one zone well i think the like idea just... is that by the end you'll often have as much or more health because you have had so much time to pick up items yeah like there's a lot of different ways to increase your health just like through shops and like other like you know events like those portals and things like that so mm-hmm. oftentimes i'd find myself in zone four with like six or seven hearts but mm-hmm. you're right i mean the beginning zones in theory are you're pretty handicapped compared to doing a single zone run in terms of health. Right, 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 right. So what about the progression system of it as a roguelike, right? So you have your own skills, which improve, and which kind of reset when you pick up a new weapon, okay? That's like one progression. There's your knowledge progression, which is like, as you learn how the enemies are played, that carries over into every run you do, because you need to know how the enemies move. Mm -hmm. Um, What about like a loop progression? Is there... How do you unlock stuff? Yeah, I was a little under underwhelmed by it, honestly. Um, it's the mechanic where you find diamonds out in the world, right? I think it might only happen when you're playing single zone. Or is is there also in all I zones? Think, I think it's in all zones. I think it might only... I've I played a lot of all zones, and I don't remember seeing many diamonds or any at all. Either way, you get a lot from, like, single zone. Regardless, the point is, is that when you finish runs, you go to the... There's, like, stores in the in the overworld. And you can choose to add more items to the pool and you can also choose to remove items from the pool and so it's like an interesting like balancing choice where you can say like oh i don't like this weapon i want to like remove it from my my pool because i don't want to see it as often in the game Mm -hmm. and i think that's why all zones doesn't actually have that because it's all items always okay yeah i think that's how they make it like the you know quote-unquote like competitive like repetitive repetitive mode yeah right whereas i think zones you get to choose you have a little more freedom to decide yeah like I, I remember I removed. Um, there's a pair of sunglasses in the game that um, they they reduce your your kind of field of vision, and they also make it so that you can't see the coloring of the enemy. You can only see their silhouette, and I hate that item. But so the trade off is it. that it gives you plus one damage. 
I don't care because it always kills me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty risky. Yeah. You can't see their health either, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think that is one thing that is really good about the game is that there seems to be always like kind of a risk reward system uh, with the items in, in terms of their design. That makes me that that brings up an interesting point. Do you guys pick up glass items? No. I basically never do. It just doesn't seem worth it. And I'll pick up a glass armor piece if I don't have anything else because it'll block a hit. Yeah. As a reminder, um, that's usually it. Glass items uh are very strong, but they break once you get hit. Or they have a chance of breaking yes. when you get hit, and generally they, they break when you get hit. I think it's guaranteed yeah. almost. I, I think it's guaranteed. Okay. And, like, if I get on the first floor or second floor, like, great. You know, you already have a one-damage weapon. You may as well get an item that breaks into a one-damage item or weapon, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, sure. that makes sense. But after that, I don't know if it's just I'm not good at the game <laughs> or what, but it just never seems worth it to me. Yeah, it's it's the epitome of a glass cannon. Yeah. I guess there are characters, um, who, there are characters who die in one hit or, like, I, I guess characters like that, it makes sense to always grab them, right? Because right. you're not mm-hmm. losing anything. I will say that as the average Crypt of the Necro Dancer uh, player goes, we're definitely more on the casual side. This True. game has multiple characters. It has like custom songs and custom modes, and you know came ready with like a mod modding tool. Oh, um, is there a big modding community? I'm pretty sure there's a decent sized modding community, oh. and I think that we have kind of scratched the surface of the community of Crypto the Necro Dancer. Um just as a mm. just as like a I guess clarification for Disclaimer, yeah. we aren't Disclaimer. experts. We just That's like the, the game. Yeah, but I really do like the game. I agree. Yep. Yep. Do you think a skilled player could win with any weapon? Like any dagger. The first dagger. Yeah, I I, I think that this is definitely the sort of game that has a pretty high skill ceiling, but if you are close to it, you could do just like almost anything. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the same situations that are like unavoidable damage, right? It's it's pretty rare, and if you put yourself there, you probably already messed up, right? Mm-hmm. So like a a really good player would know, okay, I can't go into this room from this side or something like that because I will likely take damage or get trapped somehow, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, um, the, I mean, yeah, I think that that's a testament to the, uh, design of the game where you could beat the game with just the basic item. Um, and I think that's also partly because so many characters have un, um, unliftable restrictions on them. So like, you know, you have to use the golden loot weapon if you are going to play as, uh, um, Melody. Yeah, you have Melody's to use the, nuts. the. You have to use the golden loot if you're gonna play as Melody. He's um, nuts. Oh. So they they did design it in such a way that you could do that with almost any weapon and anything. So. So to go back to the point of progression, then this game is more this roguelike is more focused on progression of your skill and your knowledge, not really items. Like items aren't born and are crutches for bad players like us, but. The majority of how you progress in this game is, I think, more on the skill you get you get doing it. Oh, definitely for sure. And I, I think even to add to that, I feel like the 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 permanent um, 
uh, or the persistent currency system is in place simply to avoid overwhelming the player at the beginning, right? Like, I, I think that it's really just designed to help dole out those items over time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it adds a nice pacing to, like, how things are, like, forced upon you. And then you can also choose to undo it, right, if you, like, don't like it. Mm-hmm. before you go to the all zones mode which i think all zones is kind of like the de facto like real part of the game right like sure doing it zone by zone is is almost like a tutorial not the tutorial but like the beginner ish it's how mode. you learn how the game works yeah. right like it would suck having to do like um like this kind of happens in isaac and in, in the binding of isaac where like you know you have to beat the first floor to get to the second floor and then you have to beat the first two to get to the third so you end up just grinding away at the first floor so many times and then you grind away at the second floor so many times just to get to those later levels so that you can learn how those work yeah that's totally Um, true in this in this way it's like you're starting from one floor so you can learn the patterns of the enemies much more quickly until you can compare this to another game uh like have you guys played dead cells yes a little bit i really like dead cells but I multiple times got to the final boss, like four or five times, and mm-hmm. couldn't beat the final boss because the final boss just hits super hard and it's a very contained fight. And I felt really frustrated that I had to put in 45 minutes just to get a chance to practice on the final boss. Yeah. That was one of those games where I actually YouTube videos of people playing the final boss so I could just learn all his moves. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, well, if he does this wind up, I should do this. But I was to do that naturally playing the game. And Dead Cells was a game that I wasn't able to do that. And it kind of frustrated me. So the fact that this game does have that breakdown, I appreciate that. I like Yeah, that. for bosses, yeah. I'm trying to think. So at the end of every zone, there's a boss. Um, it could be, it's a pool of like four or five bosses total. Yeah. And there's really not as many as a lot of other. No, there's likes. not. And usually if you're in a good place, if you can beat the zones, like the bosses are usually pretty trivial until like the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they scale up, obviously. But dude, my favorite by far is the king Kongo one because the music is <laughs> yeah. so fucking good that song is yeah. such a banger and it's interesting because it has a mechanic that's usually not a part of the game which is that some beats are like rests yeah or mm-hmm. like i don't know i guess you got like a half note or something where you don't input anything for like one beat in like a measure right so it's like it kind of throws you off if you're not ready for it mm-hmm. yeah and it yeah it's it's a very it's a really fun fight for sure um i'm almost a little annoyed that if you're geared up the bosses i like i was playing the king konga whatever his name actually is fight on sunday and i basically two shot him and i was like, almost a little annoyed that i didn't get to hear the rest of the song because <laughs> the fight <laughs> is so short i did it in like 20 30 seconds and i was like yeah. oh, oh okay yeah the um the game definitely it's i think it solves kind of that that's a a pretty common problem with a lot of roguelikes and that you kind of have to grind it a little bit it kind of takes away a little bit of that grindiness but um i think that's that's more because of some good self-awareness of how hard their game is that's true yeah yeah. i mean even inside a zone i had to grind a bunch just to get to the end of the zone right yeah but the thing is that you don't lose that knowledge once you have it like i i can Mm -hmm. still pick up the game and be like oh i know how this this enemy moves like perfectly Mm -hmm. i know how to avoid it and like Coming back to it and playing Zone 4, which has some of the more unique moving enemies, that, that was a lot of fun. I was like, oh, attack once, bait back, kill the guy who launched, teleport into this guy, bait back once, kill the harpy. It, like, the Die to a bomb pillar. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, 
the rhythm part of the game, I think, really shines in zones three and four. And I think zones one and two are, to simplify it, are more like a beat game. You're moving on a beat, but it doesn't really feel like you're, there's like a rhythm to it as much. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I think my favorite zone is zone four because of how like, you know, the thing you mentioned earlier with like you're dancing with the enemies, like it feels like it's at full force in zone four because um, there's just so many interesting moving enemies. Um, and it's fast. Yeah, yeah, it is very fast. Um, I like always I always like wanted zone one and two to be faster. I wish but there was just an option to like just, four. like, double the DPM for Zone 1 and 2. Maybe there Maybe is. Cool. Honestly, I don't know. There is a character. There's a character, but that, would, a character that would also that double that. the later ones, which would make them pretty difficult, right? Yeah. yeah. It would be cool if you could, like, do something like a, a slider that, like, changes the pace, and, like, you might get, like, rewarded more if you're at yeah. a higher pace, and, like, rewarded less if you're at, like, a slower pace. But, like, with yeah. one character, right? So you could be, like, in the beginning, I want to, like, crank it up because I want to go faster. I don't know. That would be cool. Obviously, they wouldn't implement that, but it would be, like, a nice feature, you know? Demon fails, if they don't make it, they can go slower than the base. Just the fact that I can either go at the base speed or go faster. Like, I'm making That's it harder That's true. You, me. Can, like, you can optionally punish yourself or make it more difficult without any well, reward. Or just make just... the first two levels faster, right? If I could just do the first two levels 50% faster, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah, the character is uh, Bolt. So bolt when uh, you play bolt, all beats are doubled. You think all speedruns are done with bolt? Um, I think the speedruns are. I actually talked to our friend Brett about this quite a bit because he's really into it. Um, they're character specific, so it wouldn't be like there'd be like okay. a cadence all zones yeah. run. Mm-hmm. I saw one a long time ago, and they basically just get items that break the rhythm and break the rhythm constantly and just run to the end and run through walls with like ghost items it's kind of this yeah it seems like a weird game to speedrun because it's just like oh i didn't get the item i needed to go faster i guess i gotta reset yeah i think it's pretty safe to say that most speedrun or most roguelikes are not good speedrun games in a lot of cases yeah yeah, yeah. it's like isaac it's like oh good i got brimstone on the first floor i guess i just get a really good time now or like mm-hmm. oh i didn't get any damage items i guess it just reset right it's just pure like yeah. luck in a lot of cases it's like dampe except every run uh, over and over and over yeah. um i think what's more interesting is streaks um yeah see yeah you know it's like how many how many in a row can you get with uh you know a character or how many wins can you get in a row that's always uh, pretty interesting and i'll be honest you know, exposing my casual self here. I never beat the final boss. I got to him several times, and it was close, and I never beat him, and I put it, the game down for a few days and ended up not coming back to it until uh, three years later. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a tough game, for sure, but it's just got such an enjoyable, a lot of an enjoyable qualities to it. Um, but uh so were there uh I mean we briefly touched on one thing that uh Joman you did not like but other than that are there anything any any aspects of the game that we didn't really enjoy it, this isn't necessarily a negative in fact I don't think it's a negative but just like a disclaimer about the game is this game is not for everyone like if you're a person who doesn't like who prefers to get better just to unlocking items and getting OP stuff, 
which I think you can kind of do at some point in Isaac, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob, but, like, I feel like you can just start to amass items and upgrades in a way where you can, like, sit in a corner and kind of blast through a lot of stuff. This mm-hmm. game doesn't really have the similar thing. Like, you might get that kind of, those kind of item setups, like, 1% of the time. Generally, you have to actually, like, figure out how the game works to play it, and I can see how that would frustrate some people. Do you remember what Mitchell thought of the game? Because he's played this a little bit, but he, he didn't play it a whole lot. No, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I think he he isn't like a huge roguelike person to start with. Right. Um, like he's played like enough Isaac to know Isaac. And like, well, he does like uh-huh. FTL a lot, but FTL is kind of unique as far as yeah, roguelikes FTL, go. Yeah. Um, but... It's kind of the opposite of this game since you can pause between every turn. <laughs> yeah yeah true. that's actually a really good comparison um, both really good FTL games, yeah yeah very different yeah i mean yeah that's actually a really apt comparison because like in ftl you can like pause think about what you're doing in this game it's super instinctual and and uh reactive mm-hmm. so jacob did you you had something you you maybe did not like um let's see yeah i think I don't know. It. I don't love the variety of items it's provided. I. I guess it's, that's not good. I don't really have anything to say about it. I don't. Have a, I don't have a well put together <laughs> thought about why. There's. There's definitely parts of the game I don't enjoy, but I don't have like a good way to defend my <laughs> thoughts about those things. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Well, I'm gonna try to tease out of you. If that's okay. Tease me. Yeah. Tease it. So tease you. I think tease him. The- some, this game does a lot of things very intentionally. I think that, that the devs are really smart and they built a game that they that they really wanted to build. So I think like the items kind of change the core mechanic of attacking, but you can't really say one's better than the other. Like the broadsword attacks wide, the longsword attacks long, the bow attacks from farther away, where you have to like reload or something. They all have active trade-offs, and a lot of roguelikes items you get are better and better and better, and you can like really see yourself progress. This game doesn't hundred percent have that same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I, actually that that did tease it out of me. Um, Ooh, it worked. I've been wow. teased properly. Teased. Oh my Get gosh. Um, I think I don't. I don't love the fact that you have to make decisions where you take it or leave it. Right. There's a lot of cases where you're like, okay, I have this sword. This one does more damage, but mine heals, and you have to get rid of one. You can't take both. Mm-hmm. Same goes yeah. for like items. You say, okay, I have, I want this, I don't know, like there's like the apple that heals you, right? Or yeah. there's also like yeah. the case where you can get like a spell instead. It's like, well, what's more valuable right now? I can't have both. To me, just as a, a, a personal opinion, not necessarily like to say that the game is, you know, missing something here. It's just mm-hmm. that I don't enjoy the hard, like the hard stop of like, you cannot have both these things. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. in like a game like Isaac, kind of keep bringing up Isaac, um, you're basically always building what you have, and like it, it makes your playstyle evolve like kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, it's like you, let's say you had a bow that does one damage, and you're like, well, I should get this sword that does two damage, but now I have to play much differently because I'm at danger at close range, like all you know, that kind of effect. Um, it's much more. Uh, it's like a little jarring, I think, for me. And I think one thing that is the pretty applicable example is you pick up an apple but you're full health so you take the scroll you lose a heart immediately on the next floor man i wish i had that apple yeah and it's just kind of like a slightly unfun it's not unfun but it's like a pretty punishing mechanic 
yeah um, yeah i think it's it's just difficult right yeah for sure um i don't think it's necessarily a bad uh design you know like i think that trade-offs do kind of make interesting decisions and i think as i was i think we've talked about before like games are essentially just like forcing the player to make decisions right um it's just i think it's super easy to make a wrong decision um one thing i wish that you know maybe there was a little bit less of with the items is i feel like with some of the adjectives on the weapons there's like almost a tier list like i find that gold weapons are really underwhelming because it's just gold weapons make it so that the turn or the beat immediately after you picked up uh, a pile of gold um you do like double damage or you you have extra damage on that immediate beat which means that the scenario that you have to have in order to use that weapon is you have to have a room full of enemies so that you can like pick up a pick up a piece of gold kill an enemy then pick up their gold kill another enemy and that just seems like a pretty rare scenario and as a result i would always prefer a an item that can give me more consistent damage like like uh the obsidian or the titanium weapons um so i have two uh, thoughts on that one is that i completely agree and i wish it just lasted until your next hit yeah but my you know my consolation point is that yeah it's better than a non-gold weapon it's like a half upgrade it's not much but it's something I, you know, I almost, I think the scenario that I sometimes find myself in is I would rather have a no adjective longsword than a gold, I don't know, like dagger, right? Like I would rather have a weapon that I like using rather than something that's golded. I just don't feel like gold is a very convincing upgrade. Um, But, you know, that's, that's kind of like an aside, like this it just sometimes feels like there's items that are just like completely unviable which i kind of get as a as a you know a design of a rogue like you kind of have to have dead items mm-hmm. right like every single item you get can't be um like really 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 good why are there scrap items in world of warcraft so that when you get the better item it feels even better right right yeah, yeah. um i mean like you see that kind of thing in in uh binding of isaac as well um yeah, I would say I, I totally agree with you. There are a lot. Of, there are a lot of garbage items in that game. But again, you're not leaving something behind when you grab them. You're just you're just not really contributing. And also, mm-hmm. that game has a very wide variety of effects that get added to your attack. Whereas in this game, it's pretty limited. Yeah, hundreds. How your attacks change, and if it's only one at a time, right? So like, if I have the whip, I'm just doing the whip effect, right? Whereas like, in that game, mm-hmm. in Isaac, there's like many different you know modifiers that can happen to your attack all at once which makes to me Mm -hmm. it feels like every run is more different than every run in crypt of the necromancer yeah yeah um i'm trying to you know think of maybe if we can make another comparison um and like I'm, i'm thinking back to ftl um where there that game is kind of similar because you have a limited resource, right? So you have gold in... Well, I guess in all of these games, you have gold, right? So in... in um, scrap in FTL? Gold scrap. Yeah, it's scrap, but it's like a currency, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. scrap is gold. I think they're separate concepts, yeah. 
Sure. They, I mean, one is probably more valuable than the other, but you use them to in exchange for your items. And in uh, FTL, it feels more like a strategic decision. In in uh, uh, Binding of Isaac, it seems kind of cumulative. And then in uh, Crypt, it seems kind of like a trade-off. Um, like, well, it, or maybe even a preference. In, in FTL, I've sold weapons to buy other weapons. Yeah. FTL seems like kind of an in-between where you can have like three weapons, so you can just add on to what you have, but mm-hmm. you could make a trade-off if you really wanted to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the kind of the conclusion here is that itemization between games is different. We did it. Pack it up, boys. <laughs> and we they have the definitive trade-off. To answer. All right. Well, so here's <laughs> here's something I wish it had then. Um I wish you could a lot of roguelikes do this. I wish you could just as one of the things you can buy out in the meta world, I wish you could just buy another starting weapon or like a really basic upgrade, but just get it to start. So you can kind of just breeze to the first level and not worry about that. And kind of just run straight to the exit and then, you know, start worrying about it more on levels three and four. Yeah. You can do that with the zone runs. You can use diamonds like to runs. buy a temporary or on, on a specific zone run. You can just buy a temporary item for your next run, but it doesn't it doesn't apply for your all zone runs. So um, I'm sure it was intentional. I'm sure they had a reason. But they were wrong. But yeah. I wish it was there as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a super interesting game. So. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> I'll just wrap this up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm getting a hollow message from Mitchell. Um, I think our, I think the big unit's almost fully, fully repaired. So Brazzle I think that our t- genius with units. I, uh, I mean, he's definitely fast. So, um, but you know, do we have any? I guess we've kind of already kind of wrapped up our final thoughts. Um, but do we have any real final kind of things that we want to we want to get in our research recording? I think Crypt of the Necrodancer is a really solid game with an awesome soundtrack, aesthetic, art style, and core mechanic. Um, I think pretty much anyone can enjoy putting in 20 hours into it. And past that, it'll be more if you're really into uh, the mechanics and the roguelike and the hardcore portion of it, will you find you know a whole lot more past that. But I would definitely recommend for people who like uh, roguelikes. Um, I think that yeah it's it's just super interesting to think about the game in in terms of like a um like if one thing was slightly different like you know if the music sucked which was like the thing i said earlier like you know obviously the game wouldn't be very good but even if you know like oh if gold made your weapons you know do more damage you know just on the next hit rather than the immediate next beat or you know just like all of these kind of what ifs it's such an interesting kind of case in um to to think about there so yeah it's it's a real brain twister whoa a brain twister, brain twister. i know sounds dangerous we don't yeah, have be careful puzzle nuts oh thank if, god especially in october year October year it's actually october 12 the 12th iteration of the month of so you just number you have 12 months but they all just the same month with different numbers 
no, 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 like, 12 years past January through December. That was January 1 through December 1. And then January 2 rolls around. 31 right now, has October... January, March, April, and December. I don't know the what? rest of it. What's that rhyme people do? Do you not know your months? Wait, what's going on? What's the one with the days of the month? It's like 31 has something, something. Oh, I always look at my hands. Yeah, the knuckle trick. What's the knuckle trick? Count down your knuckles. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. And then the knuckles all have 31 days. And then start on the knuckle again. Wait, August, then... September. No, you, you're forgetting. You have to count the valley in between your knuckles as well. Wait, so July and August are back-to-back 31? Bingo. Yeah, isn't that easier to remember than your dumb rhyme? Holy shit, how have I never known that? <laughs> oh my, am I stupid? <laughs> That's for you to decide. And for us to know but never say. Fantastic. You want to give us your final thoughts, Jacob? Yes, yeah, so this game, um, it takes like a gimmick that could easily have become a chore and it makes it like really interesting and like unique. I mean, just the fact that you have to like, you know, constantly be thinking about the beat on each movement could easily have been like something, you know, annoying, but they took it in a direction that made it like very fun and like rewarding rather than like constantly being like punishing. Um, it has a ton of replayability because of all the different items and the different endings and all that kind of stuff and also the characters so yeah. um just super well-rounded game um with a lot of replayability and it's fun yeah i think i agree with all all statements and it's one of those games which i it's one of those things i love about it is that it's well, two things i love about it one it's groovy and it's fun groovy baby groovy but two is that even on yeah. the decisions I don't necessarily agree with, I can see how it appeals to a certain group of people that really love that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a really well-designed game yeah. and a, like a very thoughtful yeah. uh, creation. Yeah, I've, I've heard this game is just wildly popular with the blue people. So, yeah. So, Jobin, um, we've had a great time here chatting, and we got to go pretty soon, but... Uh, we are we are contracted by Lord Nintendo in the game space to create a advertisement for all of our researched games. Oh wow! Okay, that sounds that sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Do you want to help us make our ad? Yeah, I'll I'll hop in. You guys, you guys get it rolling, and I'll uh, you know say a word or two. Okay. Curtain rises. It's a girl surrounded by dirt, holding a shovel. She walks forward. A skeleton pops out of the wall. Ah! All of a sudden, in the background, a funky tune starts playing. And in rhythmic motions, she smashes that fucker on the head with her shovel. The skeleton crumbles and a pile of gold appears. Are you turned on by this image? If so, (laughs) boy, have I got a game for you. Yeah, I am just so... Wet and wild, ready. It's Crypt of the Necro Dancer. <laughs> Wet, wild, and ready. That's the tagline. Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Wet, wild, and ready. Do you like those fast beats that are real good? Mm-mm-mm. They're tasty. And they're no, they have no calories because it's a beat. You don't actually eat it. Wow. If anything, you lose calories. You lose calories. You're, you're moving your your appendages, especially if you uh, you know, 
you uh you go and get those one of those dance mats You know, I thought I was going to jump in. I, I don't really see a place He's, to jump in here. Jump was like hanging out on the edge. He's like, don't, don't, oh, come in, oh, oh, no. Wow, yeah, that was our like... weakest ad yet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you like lore that you can quickly skip past. And uh, yeah, we didn't talk about the story once, no. by the way. The game, I, not, didn't, I didn't think the story was up. that noteworthy personally. Hey, so. hey, listeners, the game has a story. We didn't talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> It's a game mechanic podcast, not a game story podcast. Yeah, leave that's your a lore podcast. at the door. That's what I always say. <laughs> if you want to hear more about the lore of this game? Please tune in to Learn to Lore on our, uh, you know, parent network, uh, Astro Gaming. What's it called? We don't have we a parent network. Hooray! Uh, well, maximum fun. Do you want to hear? Uh, do you want to hear a podcast about lore? Let us know. Please email us. Or don't because we won't do it. Well, we, we might. Or do because we might do, do it. it. If you want to hear two people passionate about RuneScape lore, <laughs> indulging the deepest, wildest fantasies in almost of a masturbatory way, <laughs> definitely more than a little masturbatory. Tune in to learn to lore. Cool. Well, a I really hypothetical podcast that doesn't exist. Yep. Wow, I really hope that Lord Nintendo likes this one. Oh boy, <laughs> he's gonna love it. Well, cool. Um, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on the big unit as soon as we go and talk to uh Fizzlefart. Nope, Frazzlefart. Damn it, Frazzlefart. Can't wait to leave Sorry. Fuzzlenut. The planet is Fuzzlenuts. His name is Frazzlefart. No relation. Yeah. And if you know, if you're looking for a nice tourist destination, this is a great planet. Fuzzle nut, great oh, place. We have delicious um uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really sold me. Yeah. I, if you come here, you're gonna love their nuts. So with that, I've been Jacob Smith. I have been the junior researcher Nick Blackley. I was Joe Nazati and apparently still am. It's amazing how how that happens. Okay, bye bye. Thanks for Thanks. recording with us, Joven. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. There you go. Is that what you wanted me to say?